This week we'll be laning the second to last Parsha in the Torah, Parsha's Hazinu, which leads us directly into Yom Kippur. And Parsha's Hazinu concludes with Hashem's explanation of what Moshe's Avera was that prevented him from entering the land. In Sefer Devarim Paraglamid Bey, is Pasuk Nun Aleph, the Torah tells us, that you were ma'al against me, Hashem tells Moshe. You trespassed against me. The Isra of Me'ila, when, it was, when we were at the main Meriva in the Midbar of Sin. And because you did not sanctify my name, you were not Mekadesh me in front of B'nai Yisrael. The Pirchei Shoshana of Avram Nesher asked a basic question on this Pasuk. What is meant by the double explanation of the Avera? They seem like two different things. Trespassing against me, seems like an Avera that is a kumva'ase, an action that he did that went against God. But that you didn't sanctify my name, that's what we would call a shave altase. That is a passive sit back and do nothing Avera. So which was it? Was Moshe ma'al against God? Or was he just loki dashtemosi? He didn't make a kiddush Hashem when possible. So in the opening Mishnah of the third parak of Pirkei Avos, which is a very fitting Mishnah for this time of year leading into Yom Kippur, Akavya ben Mahalal tells us some sombering words. Akavya ben Mahalal Omer, histako b'shloshet dvarim ve'ein atabali de avera. If you look at the following three things, you won't come to commit an avera. Dame'ayin basa. You have to know where you come from. And where you're going. And who ultimately you are going to stand in front of and give a din v'cheshbon, an account and a reckoning for all your actions. Basa, the Mishnah says, Where do you come from? From a putrid drop. And where are you going? To a place of dust, of worms and maggots, meant to show us um, how small we are in the grand scheme of things, to humble us. And finally, who are you going to stand in front of and give a din v'cheshbon, an account and a reckoning? Before Hashem himself. Powerful Mishnah. But the language of din v'cheshbon is very strange. If you think about it, a din is a judgment and a cheshbon is an accounting, a reckoning. It should really be the other way around. It should be cheshbon v'din. First, we would receive a cheshbon, an accounting, a reckoning for all of our actions, all of the impact that we had. And only then could we receive a din, a judgment. How could a person receive a judgment, a din, before their cheshbon? So the Vilna Gon explains that every Avera has, a, has two aspects to it. There's a din element and a cheshbon element. The din relates to the actual sin, the maisa Avera. What did you do? The cheshbon refers to an alternate reality of what could have been had you done something differently, had you done something positive and it's placed. The missed opportunity and the impact that it could have had. You know, there's a famous story of the Nitziv. It's actually told by the Nitziv himself, Rav Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, the famed Rosh Yeshiva in Volazhin in Lithuania. He served as the Rosh Yeshiva there for around 40 years. He oversaw about 10,000 students over that span of time. And the Nitziv wrote countless svarim, perushim, on all areas of the Torah. And at the publishing party, for one of his particularly difficult svarim, the Amek She'ela, he called together a room full of his friends, his family, Talmidim, and he told the following story. He said, when I was a child, I never paid attention in school. I was lazy. I couldn't concentrate. 
And when I was 11 years old, I overheard my parents talking. My father was explaining how he had spoken to my Malamed, my teacher, and together they'd concluded that I'd never amount to anything in terms of Limud Torah. I wasn't going to be a Talmud Chacham. I just didn't have it in me to sit and learn and truly dedicate myself to learning Torah day and night in a way that would have made an impact. So my father explained to my mother that he was arranging for me to be an apprentice to a shoemaker as soon as I became Bar Mitzvah. The Nitziv says I was shocked by this conversation. And I ran to my parents to immediately apologize for my lack of focus. And I told them how sorry I was. I begged them for one more chance. Let me prove I can do it. I can be a good student. The Nitziv said from that day on, he applied himself when it came to Torah with tremendous dedication, excitement. And since that day, he had not wasted another moment. And that's what enabled him to write the commentary that they were celebrating that day. But the Nitziv didn't stop there. He told the crowd, but imagine what would have happened if I didn't overhear that conversation. I probably would have ended up as a shoemaker. I would have been a pretty good one. But at the end of my life, I would approach the Beisden Shalmala, the heavenly court, and they'd ask me, Naftali, show us what you've done with your life. I'd proudly present them with beautiful shoes that I had made, quality leather, very nice design. I'd talk about the care in which I ran my business and the concern that I had for each of my customers. And they would respond, wow, that's wonderful, unbelievable. But Naftali, where's the Amek She'ela? Where's the Amek Bracha? Where are all the Svarim that you were supposed to publish? Where are your 10,000 students? The Nativ concluded, what could I have possibly responded to that? The Ramchal tells us in the opening parak of Mesilas Yisharim that every single person was created to fulfill a specific purpose in this world. We're all given a unique set of skills and talents, kochos by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and a unique set of life circumstances. Our job is to take all of that, everything that Hashem gave us, and try to achieve shlemus, self-actualization, try to reach our potential, to borrow a phrase from this podcast, to become the very best versions of ourselves. It's sometimes not enough to yield decent results. We're also judged on our cheshbon, our potential, what we could have accomplished. At the end of our days, we're told that we're going to stand before Hashem to receive a din v'cheshbon. The Vilna Gon explains that the true fear that we should have is not the din part, that's easy. That's what we were able to accomplish, the impact that we had. That Hashem will take stock and He'll reward us accordingly. The tough part is what comes next. The tough part is that Hashem checks out our cheshbon, our potential impact, what we could have achieved. If we're lucky, our din v'cheshbon will match up pretty close. But sadly, it does not always work out that way. And so many of us may not have the svarim that we were supposed to write, the impact that we were supposed to have. In Moshe's case, the incident of hitting the rock at Meimariva could have become a massive Kiddush Hashem. Moshe had the leadership abilities and attention to the people so that the situation was perfect to be Mikadeh Shem Shemayim Bifarhesia, to publicize and sanctify Hashem's name publicly. Missing that opportunity was the Cheshbon. Hitting the rock was just the din. And similarly for us, any given Avera may not seem so terrible, but the missed opportunity for positivity, for that impact, that may be enormous. Far too often during this Yamim Narayim season of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we spend our time, rightfully so, 
but we spend our time focusing on the transgressions of our previous year. What did I do wrong? Where did I fall short? What do I need to fix? Where should my focus be on tshuva? But what gets lost in the fold is our cheshbon, the lost potential of how these actions truly impacted us. Tshuva is not enough. It doesn't fully address the cheshbon. We need to broaden our question and not just ask, where am I holding now? But also, where could I have been holding? Where do I ultimately want to get to? Not just focus on the things we want to remove from our lives, but also the things that we want to enhance our lives with. This is the way that we can align our din and our cheshbon. This is the way that we can achieve shleimus. This is the way to be truly focused on becoming the best versions of ourselves. Good Shabbos and a Ksiva Tova.